Hello and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Wilcox, and I've spent the last 11 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello and welcome back to Tech Champagne. I'm Elisa Wilcox, your host. I'm really excited to be back on the podcast today. Interviewing amazing women in the coaching space is one of my favorite things to do. And today I'm here with Gina Ward. She's the founder and CEO of Heart and Grit Coaching. Welcome, Gina. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. I know we've rescheduled this a couple of times. We were chatting a little bit before I hit record and it's just like a lesson in flexibility. I feel like a lot of people have been sick recently. Kiddos are sick. Parents are sick. You know, and sometimes you just got to take a day for yourself. So I'm excited that we are, the stars have aligned and we're here chatting and I'm really excited to share more about you and your business and your journey to where you are now. I actually think it's perfect because as we were chatting before, like where this may have been originally scheduled in December Mm -hmm. and what I would have said in December and what I'm going to say now are completely different and for, for to the good, like it would have been a completely different podcast. So it's actually perfect (laughs) that it happened this way. The universe knows. The universe always knows. This has been showing up uh, for me lately and for a lot of clients, how things are just shifting, not going as planned, but then the new version that you didn't even know you wanted is actually better than what you had planned. So here we are. Yeah, here we are. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I want to dig into the beginning of your business. I know you started officially sort of in the coaching space in 2017, but you were in a different space then. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So my first coaching, the first iteration of the coaching business was called Shift to Lead. And it literally kicked off. I was sitting at, so I had owned a yoga studio for a couple of years and I was sitting at this training out in Utah with a friend and she was talking and she was opening a yoga studio. She had all this stuff going on, wanted to lead a yoga teacher training, needed some help consulting. And we just sat there at the Starbucks in the middle of April of 2017. I lived in New Jersey. She lived in Georgia. And I said, you know, I can do all of that. <laughs> and I said, let's come up with a plan. And we came up with like a year long plan, put it down. She paid me and Ship to Lead was born. My coaching business was born officially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I got started. <laughs> I had, um, you know, I had been working with yoga teachers and coaching yoga teachers on their skills and abilities and being a yoga teacher and, you know, being a yoga teacher is almost like a personal business in and of itself, but helping her open her business. Like that was my first time of like really putting that into place. And then from there, it just kind of took off. And I was doing just yoga teachers for a very long time. And then the pandemic hit it, hit it. Mm-hmm. The pandemic hit. <laughs> <laughs> we were hitted multiple times. <laughs> many hitted. So many hitted. <laughs> so many hits. And everyone started pivoting and shifting around. And then I started getting yoga teachers wanting to do coaching. And then mm-hmm. 
like I, I ended up helping someone who has a watering system company and someone who does grant writing and accounting for businesses. And it just kind of really blossomed into, I didn't even know what was happening at the time, especially like from that 2019 to now, it just exploded. It's hard to even put it into words, all the things that have transpired since then. But here I am working with all businesses, anybody who's any business, brick or mortar online, it doesn't matter. Um, I work a lot in the area of purpose. And I think purpose, purpose lies behind every single business out there. I love that. And you're, you're kind of like during this conversation, I know we're going to dig up a lot of fun things. And I think one of them, you're talking about purpose. You know, I think that was obviously the case for most of the country who had to figure out what was next for their business. You know, for example, a yoga studio, you're in person, you're now you're shut down. <laughs> now you are. Now we're shut down. Now and we were in New Jersey. So it was very similar to what was happening out in California. Like yes. really, really stringent, really rigid. We were the first people to shut down after New York. And the limitations for opening back up. And then to toss on top of it is the year before COVID, I had been diagnosed with leukemia. So I was highly or am highly immunocompromised. So the rules for that I mm. needed to play by personally were very different. And the end was not in sight for me in March of 2020 or April or May or June. It was kind of like, I don't know, when we make a vaccine, you can now go back out to the world is pretty much what my doctor told me. And so, I mean, it was really clear. I ended up closing in June of 2020. I didn't wait around. I just was like, I can't pay rent for one to maybe two years mm-hmm. and not be able to teach my own yoga classes. Like, I cannot staff. I can't have other people teaching my classes. It's my business. I want to teach yoga. So right. we we shut down before the state required it. I had online yoga up and running like the next morning. And then I developed a group coaching container that kicked off two weeks later. Wow. Because it was needed. Like I always ask, no matter what you're doing, what is actually needed? And it was about like navigating fear and courage at the same time, because that was what was going on. And I was like, the purpose that I need to serve right now in this moment is to help people navigate all these emotions that are happening at the same time. Like it's always and. And that's what we did. And I have like 37 people sign up for it. <laughs> that's amazing. It crazy. <laughs> I and I think it's a testament to people sometimes think, you know, I'm not sure if I want to start a business or I don't know where to start or they're waiting for a sign. You know, they're, they're waiting for someone to knock on the door and hand them paper that says, okay, ready, go. <laughs> now, yeah. now it's time for you to dig into your business. But your experience was kind of made out of necessity, you know, kind of making that shift slowly, slowly, slowly. And then here you are, you're still coaching. You're, you're no longer in the yoga space. And now, now you own a full fledged coaching business. I do. And I I teach yoga on this, like yoga is like becoming the side gig versus coaching becoming the side gig. Like I work at the gym down the street and teach once a Mm -hmm. week. But I, I just love coaching so much, both group and individuals. It's just so fulfilling, which is like the reason why I got into this to begin with. It's the reason why I opened my yoga studio was like, I just wanted to have a life that was fulfilling. And I didn't have one up until the age of 37. I was leaving a life full of achievement, but not a life full of fulfillment. Oh, I love that. Uh, were you sort of in the checking boxes 
life plan? Uh, I was a I huge was. box checker. <laughs> I was the perfect good little student. I had degree after degree, certificate after certificate. Like I, you know, I was in the fitness industry. I could, you name it, like step aerobics, kickboxing, yes. class yoga. I had a certificate to teach everything. I had been to three colleges at that point. I had climbed the ladder of all of my jobs. And it was very much about proving and approval. And I came from a small little town where, you know, in general, we're looked down upon. And I was just like, I'd be better than this. I can do more. I can be better than this. I'm smarter than this. And um, my life kind of sucked a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I was checking boxes and I wasn't really fulfilled. But um, something else we said before we hit record was one of the reasons I love putting out these conversations is to normalize thinking outside the box, mm-hmm. right? You have all these, I I work with women primarily and they come to me saying, I have this pull to help other people in a larger way. I don't really know what that means right now. I'm working a nine to five or you know, whatever the path they might be on right now, but they have all these people in their life that are telling them not to do it because it's, it's weird. (laughs) It's new. It's, you know, deemed to be risky, all of these things. I love putting out these conversations because creating these communities of other women who are coaching and living life the way they want to live it. Let's, let's normalize that instead of the box checking. (laughs) Let's get away from that. Yeah. Um, and just to be really blunt about it, like, what if you die tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, it was my dad's death that drove me to quit everything. You know, he took his own life and I was like, he was unhappy. My mom had died when I was younger and that was a very tragic, traumatic death. And they were unhappy. And like, this is it. I just couldn't imagine going through, because I went through the motions for so long with, you know, I had a six-figure job. At that point, I had moved into research sales and everything was fine. I was working from home two days. I mean, I had my own schedule. I could do what I want, but it was meaningless in my heart. I don't want to say the work was meaningless. Like it was, it's necessary in the scope of the world, but my personal work, I think, I feel like we all have work that we're put on this planet to do Mm -hmm. some form or fashion. And if you're not doing that, what are you doing? Right. And why are you doing it? Like, I, I mean, I understand like this idea of safety and security, but like safe from what? Mm hmm. And I think it's perceived safety and security. And first of all, I want to backtrack a little bit. You're you're sharing some really personal things. And I'm very sorry for your your losses. And I appreciate you being so open in sharing and sharing that. Um, but perceived safety and security, I think. Um, I've been laid off from a job. <laughs> Anybody listening, if you've been laid off from a job, there's proof that working a nine to five in corporate America is not more stable than being an entrepreneur. It's just not the likelihood that I'm going to lose all of my clients at the same time and not sign any new ones for three to six months is pretty close to zero. But if I get a job and I'm laid off with no, no um, severance, no nothing, that likelihood is much higher. It is. And in what job, when you work for someone else, can you walk in one day or wake up one day with an idea 
and throw that idea together, mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. all the information together and decide to like put it into the space, the space of that business and say, here, okay, I've done this. Now give me a $10,000 bonus because I've done this. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. Like you, you <laughs> literally have so much influence on, hey, I think I'll just create this new container, or this new offer, and I can hold six people. And even if you only have two or three people sign up, like that's literally money that was not in your viewpoint 48 hours ago. That does yes. not happen in any job that you have. No, no, you're absolutely right. And there's so much value in that. There's so much purpose and happiness. And, you know, if you're like me, I, I, I don't know a lot about human design. I've gone to some conferences and some retreats where we talk about it. I'm a manifesting generator and, <laughs> and you are too, me too. <laughs> which I love. So I'll get these bursts on like a Friday afternoon mm-hmm. and I'll be like, Ooh, I have this idea. I need to write it out. I need to record it. I need to put it on my website and it's done. And then I'll have a week where I don't want to create anything. But that's really it's, the beauty of online business. It is. It's it's allowing yourself to, to really work from a place of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are going to have to work from places of non-inspiration because it is a business and you're going to have to do the day-to-days. But right. you can work from a space of inspiration. One of my favorite things I did, and it was during... Like what year is it? I don't even know. I I think it was summer of 2021. I sat on my back porch. So like I tap into my inspiration every morning. I get my coffee and I hopefully go sit out on my porch, depending on I am in outside of Philly. So like that's about six months of the year. I can do that. Maybe seven if I'm lucky. <laughs> and just sit there with my journal and like some meditation music and I have birdhouses and listen to the birds. And I just came up with this idea of like, Right now, small business women in that moment needed support and they couldn't be with each other that much physically. So I created like a 12-month group support, really simple container that I knew people that was ideal for. And I went from idea at like 8 a.m. to by 2 p.m. I had 10 women enrolled and paid mm-hmm. for a year's container. Like I guaranteed myself an extra $1,500 a month for a year. I'm clapping. I know. And it's like, I didn't have to like make any landing page or any marketing because I, there were people in my, out there, like if you watch your clients or potential clients and you really ask, what do they need and create from that space versus what everyone else is creating or what I think is just really cool right now and I want to talk about, you'll get the clients you need from doing that. Absolutely. I love that. And I think that brings up a great point. I think um, a lot of people get stuck behind the perfect website and the perfect, you mentioned landing page, Mm -hmm. uh, email copy. We all have the ability to communicate effectively in whatever medium we want to. And that's not necessarily in your social media or your landing page. You know, we, we all have these people that we can serve. So just reach out to them. Yeah. Don't be scared. Yeah. And I think when people are scared, they cast this huge net, right? They like post all the stuff on their Instagram. It's this huge net. It's like, well, what about the people that you've worked with in the past or the people that are watching, you know, your stories or DMing you? What about those people? Let's let's talk directly to humans. (laughs) I mean, they they came into your world. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're running over. It's not like they're sitting in a corner with a do not do not knock sign. <laughs> no soliciting. Right. But it is. So this is the thing is I, it's, um, I think people get into 
coaches, especially in the, in the realm of sales, they get into their head that I'm bothering people. And I say this because this is one of my stories too, like that I've had to work through is people don't like me and I'm bothering them. Right. And, but it's like, they signed up for your email list. They have already paid you once. And I don't know how many times I've had people I've worked with who reach out around special projects and something. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I need right now. Thank you so much for asking. Right. Right. It's, it's kind of like, maybe they're sitting over there just waiting for someone to knock on the door and be like, Hey, are you hungry? I got a pizza. And they're like, yes, I'm starving. (laughs) Right. That, that you're not bothering them. Like they would not have walked into your world if they didn't want to do something with you. Right. I love that. Yeah. I I agree. I think a lot of people think, Oh, I'm, I'm bothering them. You're not, you're adding value. And like you said, maybe they're hungry. Maybe you have the pizza that they are looking for. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a great little title. Maybe you have the pizza they're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) That is really, really cute. Um, So tell me a little bit about your clients. Like who are the ideal people that you like to work with? I would say my ideal clients are women who really have this relentless fire in them. It's so funny. I always say sometimes the ideal client, are, my ideal clients, because they're very similar to me, can be a complete pain in the ass to, to work with. But, it, <laughs> it, <laughs> but it's because I'm the coach for you. Like I, you, I struggle to find, you know, somebody can like keep up, right? I am the coach for you. But it's, it's, they're really driven. They're, are really attached to this idea of like a higher calling, a higher purpose, wanting to service. Often what comes with that is, you know, a little bit of a perfectionism type of work style, the manifesting generators, the type A's, um, which is great because my coat, like, again, like I can keep up with them. When I work with someone, I am pretty much just immersed in their business. So I don't take on a lot of clients and I don't track hours and I don't do any of that stuff. I'm just like, I'm going to be immersed in your business. So person who's not the ideal client is someone who doesn't want to take action right away. Doesn't want to execute right away. Doesn't want to be pinging things around ideas around because I'm ready to rock and roll as long as you're ready to rock and roll. Mm hmm. I can feel your energy already, Gina. One of the first questions you asked before we hit record was, is this explicit or is it clean? <laughs> I was like, where, sister? Let it out. But I can tell that you are like a spicier sort of person. You're the person who's going to make shit happen. Well, I really, because again, I really just do feel like it's, we can't like fuck around. We can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have been, and I don't want to come at this from a dark place. It's just a very real place of, I have been and witnessed so much death in my life. I, you know, I got really sick when I was diagnosed with a leukemia and I was kind of like, there was one, there was a week of hell for me during that. And there was one day I was laying there and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Right. And, Mm. and so the idea of if today was your last day is the work you did the work that you could leave this earth being okay with. And it's not about how much you did, but it's just, even if you just did 30 minutes of, and I'm saying working quotes, right? It's like, you're, yeah. you're kind of, I, I think you have some natural 
talents and gifts. And then we go and develop some skills and we put those two, those things together. And that's the work you just can't not do. Mm -hmm. I I will find myself sometimes like I have to withhold just doing free stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not doing the work, like if I do have a slower season, then I'm not actually having enough groups running and clients to be in it daily. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I feel that completely. It fills me up, right? I I want to fill myself up every, I want to go to bed every night feeling filled and not drained. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. I I love the feeling after a client call. I'm like, my energy is like, woo, we're way up here because we've been doing something that we enjoy. We know we're helping other people. We know that person is now have better tools to provide for her family, to change her life, to find her own purpose, which is something that comes up in our, in your messaging a lot is finding your purpose. I know we were talking earlier and you said, um, finding your why, finding your values, your passion and your drive. That's huge. So I, yeah, I just believe that when you're developing a business, you need to root into that. Mm -hmm. Because if you're anchored into, like if I was anchored into teaching yoga, which is nothing more than a skill, it's a how, it's how I'm fulfilling all my work. So if I'm anchored into the how and the how has to change, then I'm done. And the how does have to change. It's kind of like if, guys, if you're out there developing like programs and offers and services, here's the hard truth is that whatever you're running right now this year, you probably won't be running next year and most certainly not in two years. It's just going to be stale. It's going to be done. And if you're anchored into this is what I do and it's a thing, you will be crushed when you cannot do that thing anymore. But -hmm. if you're anchored into why you're doing it, the purpose, there is a quote and I I should just freaking look it up. I say it all the time. I'm like, I think it's David Brooks. If you can, if you know your why, you can endure anyhow. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm, I was, I'm anchored into the purpose of helping people change their lives so that they do wake up excited every morning and go to bed every night fulfilled. Like that's the vision I have for the world. And I can do that standing in front of yoga class. I can do it helping someone open a yoga studio. I can do it helping someone open a coaching business. I can do it helping someone write content for their marketing and messaging that they just feel fucking good about. Mm-hmm. That's really the difference. Messaging and marketing that works, it's you either feel good about it or you feel icky about it. Yeah. You just have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and now let's let's shift a little bit and talk about um, your offers. So you do one-on-one coaching and that container is called Post with Purpose. Yeah. So I, I have I have several different ways to work with me one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most recent one that I'm really enjoying the most that's so simple for people is it's we it's a month-to-month membership. So something new. This is kind of out in left field. Something new that I decided to change this year is I don't do contracts anymore. Oh, I do rolling memberships because I am like, let's give everyone the freedom that we say we've been searching for opening (laughs) Mm -hmm. and people can hold themselves accountable. And if they don't want to work with me more, I do not want to hold them to that contract. I've been in that position and it felt really shitty. Yeah. So I just 
whatever. Here's your your monthly thing. You subscribe. There's a whole there's a cancellation thing, but yeah, I'm not locking into people's contracts. So post with purpose is just a monthly rolling membership where we meet weekly. We meet weekly for 30 minutes. I get really clear on what your business is doing. I get clear on what you want to talk to your audience about. I, I want you to focus on what it is you want to say to people without having to worry about how you're going to say it or when you're going to say it and what it's going to look like out there in the online world. You talk, I write. Wow. And I make the decision for you in your agreement on, okay, we're going to make this a carousel post and we'll make this a reel. And then you'll do this one on Thursday and then you'll share it on Sunday and uh, put it in a calendar. And we do that every week. And if you talk to me for 30 minutes and then when we're done, you spend 30 minutes beefing it up. You don't have to think about it again. Oh, that is genius. Purpose-driven. It's post with purpose because it's purpose-driven content. If I can get you to free talk about the thing without thinking about making a sale, you're going to write shit people want to read. That's it. Yep. Because the alternative is we sit for days or weeks or months and not, we don't post the thing that we've been wanting to post. We don't share it. We keep it kind of sitting on a shelf collecting dust. It is. And I, you can sit down and stare at a blank page or, mm-hmm. I mean, we, when you can talk to a person, you're very free. Right. And I am a writer at heart. I'm a storyteller at heart. So I can really capture that for people. And then I'm a coach. So when you kind of get in the nitty gritty, I can coach you to like, well, oh, this is actually the thing you need to say. This, this is the gold. This is the thing that's going to catch people's attention create relatability, connect with them on a human level and build trust because people do not buy unless they trust. Mm-hmm. So instead of writing content to create sales, write content to build trust. Oh, the sales are just the end result. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's like a an evolution that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a workshop coming up. February yes. 15th. Let's talk about that. It's exciting. So the workshop's called What's Your Story? I believe that every business has a story like I and I mean a story that like you can paint it so I can remember sitting on my back porch. I had just learned about my dad. I had to wait for my husband to get home from work. We had to pack the car up to drive to Virginia. There was nothing to do. I was sitting there. It was late March. It was actually a really sunny day. My dog was sitting with me. I was drinking tequila and lemonade. (laughs) Yum. Right. And I just started reflecting on my family's history of being unhappy and not having joy and always trying to prove. And then in my mind, I was like, I've always done most of what I've done to like get a pat on the back for my dad. And I'm like, I don't even have him here to prove it to anymore. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. And I made a decision right then and there that I was going to change and I was going to do something that meant something to me. And and so like, that's my story. That's the story behind my business. And then every single offer I have, there's is a detailed of a story behind that too. And in that story is buried your purpose and your vision and your values and your principles. And so your stories are what you use to actually create the foundation of your business. And so that's what the workshop is about is finding the story, teasing it out, and then what to do with it. Because having it's not enough. Like you've got to do something with it. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, guys, if if you have all of that, you've got 300 days of content. Oh, I love this. I love that. That's a very specific memory that you are, you are mm-hmm. sharing, which is important. Yeah. I love that. 
And it puts the human face behind the business. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like all of us, we're small business owners and we're small business owners because we we don't align with corporate America, but then are you talking like them? Mm-hmm. That's all you know how to do is to try to advertise. See, advertising is not the same as marketing. No. Right? You're just slapping up a bill more to, you know, two cheeseburgers for three thirty three. dollars <laughs> You know? I'm like, I see posts. I'm like, that is like a billboard on the side of the interstate. <laughs> yeah, that's not the vibe we're going for. It's no. funny. I was digging in my um, computer one day and I found a headshot from my corporate days. I used to sell mortgages. And I'm like, who is that person? Yeah. I had on like a, a button up shirt. I don't, I haven't owned a button up shirt in 10 years. It just, it doesn't yeah. feel good. And if it doesn't no. feel good to you, it's not going to feel good to anyone who's reading it. Right. Exactly. Oh, I love this so much. Um, I love the realism here in this conversation. Um, and before we hit record, we were talking about the end of last year. And I think this mm. is a really important topic for everyone who's listening right now, because there is so much um, shared on Instagram that is the highlight reel of everything. And then people have feelings like they're not good enough because this person makes this much money and this person brings in a windfall of money every day without any effort. And I just, I really, I really hate this type of marketing because I've been doing this for 12 years and you've been doing this for a long time as well. That's not how it is. It is I mean, fulfilling every day, but it is not sunshine and rainbows all the time. A squirrel finds a nut on occasion. <laughs> yeah. But acting like that happens every single day is just, what's the word I really want to use? Because I am a wordsmith. So it's a disservice. It's a disservice mm-hmm. for the people you want to work for. And then it's a disservice for you. Because if you're selling that, then you have to feel like you have to live up to it. And now you've just slipped right out of alignment with yourself because your insides aren't matching your outsides anymore. Mm-hmm. You're going to start to compare yourself to that one moment in time where, holy shit, this didn't take much effort. I sold it out. And that's a once in a 10 year experience. And you're like, what am I doing now wrong? Because I can't repeat the one right. nut that you found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So la- end of last year, you want me to tell you about end of last year? Yeah. I like it. It sounds like it's going to be juicy. Mm, so I really decided to go at this online business stuff and started investing in it and being like, okay, studio, you know, I really want to coach and and do that. Like started in 2019 and then 2020 went really well. 2021, like I hit it out of the park with my business. I just actually couldn't believe some of the shit that fell into my lap. It was awesome. And so I got off purpose. I saw that. I saw the six. I started looking at the success and not the purpose and the meaning behind it. So roll into 2022, I had all these lofty goals. The beginning of 22 went really, really well. And as I moved through 2022, I started shelving all these offers that I had that came from my heart. And I was like, you know what? I can do this and I can do that. And um I can make it bigger and better and rise, raise all my prices. And just, I just got into the whirlwind of what you're just talked about. Like this, this selling big, selling fast, selling, um, high ticket, 
and just rolling things over with flashy, flashy branding, not purposeful branding. And in September, everything came to a screeching halt. From September until the end of the year, I did not make a single sale, new sale, except for one person who bought like a $300 thing. Mm. Had a little bit of reoccurring revenue coming in from programs I was already running that weren't done yet and some clients. But there was not a paycheck in sight after like December 10th. Wow. And so I kind of, you know, whatever, September, no big deal, one month. And then October, rolling out the summer, like all these things. And I just kept trucking. And then I got into like, well, what's wrong? Let me fix this. How can I make it prettier? How can I make it more exciting? And and just like the whirlwind until I crashed and burned right around Thanksgiving because I had got this huge Black Friday bundle of it made no sense. In hindsight, it made just no fucking sense the shit I was putting together and selling at that <laughs> point. And and like at 24 hours into the seven days of Black Friday that we do now, I was done. Yeah. And I just kind of went really quiet. I didn't try to sell anything. I would post a little bit. I got uninspired. I watched 13 seasons, not episodes, seasons of Survivor <laughs> over the course of three weeks. Wow. I did not get out of my house coat most of the day. I mean, my husband was really concerned about me. He's known me for like 18 years. And he's like, you know, Gina, you take a risk and you don't really care. And you do. He's like, he said, I've never seen you afraid before. And I was in full on spiral, fear spiral. And I couldn't even point to the thing. He couldn't point to the thing. So he didn't know what to do. Cause like, I, I see you sitting in the corner shaking and I'm looking around trying to figure out what, like, where's the bear in the room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, fucking scratched everything. There is not a single thing that I'm offering right now that was on the agenda timeline in December, which is when I'm like, I'm glad we rescheduled this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It aligned It'd be up completely different. Yeah. And I had to go mm-hmm. back to my roots. I had to go back to my purpose. And I actually went back to content I used to lead people through. And take I took myself through it. And it was getting back to the heart of your business. And I ended up launching an offer called 30 Days of Heart. And the idea was to, you need to tend to yourself as a CEO and just take your eyes off your business for a second. Take your eyes off the sales for a second and get yourself collected as a human being. And I'm in the middle of that right now. And it's great. And people love it. And it feels good again. Oh, I love that. And then That's all a these great story. that we've been talking about mm-hmm. have come to fruition from those experiences I was in. And all the stuff. I had created like six new things. All brand. Like I was working my ass off doing all of the things. And never sold a single thing. Like created and shelved with no action. Wow. Do you feel like you were forcing it so that you could, you know, end a year with big numbers or, or something like that? I was, I was, I was forcing it. It's like getting wrapped up in the excitement. Like I started comparing myself. I started, I love the coach I was working with. She, she's amazing. I'll work with her again. She's a dear friend. And this was not on her, but I had started to want to play the game of getting there. There being where she was in my eyes and seeing myself at this 
new level that honestly is just not me. It's like I wanted to suddenly get up and go into my closet and throw on Gucci heels and, you know, <laughs> Fifth Avenue attire and hop in my Mercedes and drive down the road. And I, I, I know right now, if I had all the money in the world, I'd still just go buy me a brand new Subaru. <laughs> it wouldn't be Isn't a that funny? I was, I was and having it, a discussion. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's like I was picking things that I didn't even want. Mm-hmm. That's such a huge topic. That's such a huge topic. I was having a conversation this morning um, with someone at the gym, and we were talking about the difference between people that don't have a lot of money but buy all these expensive things so that they can appear that they have a lot of money. And then when you are in a place in your life where you do have money or your partner has money and funny things they do, like, you know, wearing 20 year old shoes or, <laughs> you know, holy socks and all these things. It's like when people do have resources, what they do with it, it, it should be in line with your purpose, not what you think you should be doing. So that's a really interesting topic. One day I'm going to dig really deep into that one. Cause I feel like there's a lot there. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah and I just, I had slipped into trying to give everybody everything that I was learning and slipped into like a hard teaching mode versus a coaching mode. And I was like, I, I just, that it's not me. It's, it's not what mm-hmm. I wanted to do. It, it didn't feel good. And then I started slipping into pricing that, I mean, yes, I have really raised my prices since I first started, but then I finally got into a place where I'm like, it actually doesn't feel good anymore. And I am not here to tell anybody what they should price anything, but it, it needs to be in total alignment. Like, I don't want you to price from a pace of, I'm scared no one will buy if I price it higher. That's not a good place. Right. But also from a price of so-and-so is doing it, so can so can I. Well, I could, I guess, but do I want to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or when people think, oh, I'm just going to lower the price, and then it's going to sell like hotcakes. No. That doesn't work either. <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with that. No. <laughs> that goes back into purpose. Why yeah. are you selling this thing? Are you clearly marketing why you're selling this thing? Can people relate and connect to it? And and here's the thing. If you don't have an answer or why, then you just need to get true to yourself. Mm-hmm. The, the reason you decided to sell this thing is because I want money or I need to pay my bills. And clients are not here to solve our personal financial problems. No. Amen. Clap, 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 clap. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, Gina, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I, I really enjoy talking to you and I hope we get to chat more in the future because I know we're connected. We were talking before about all the people that we both know, which is so fun. Um, And what's the best place? Where's the best place for people to connect with you online? I am most easily reachable through direct message on Instagram. So Heart and Grit Coaching. And then my website is heartandgritcoaching.com where you can get all the all the fun stuff. Um, but yeah, just direct message me. That's the easiest way. Okay, perfect. We'll put those links in the show notes too so everybody um, can find you, connect with you, chat with you, have more of these sort of discussions with you. It's It's been really fun. And also we'll link to your upcoming workshop for February 15th. What's your story? I, I love to hear. We we as a culture are bound together by stories. Mm, very so true. Tell, so tell it. Tell yours. Yeah. Oh, this is so fun. Thank you so much, Gina. I I really yeah. look forward to connecting with you more in the future. And thanks for being on Tech Champagne. Thank you.
And thank you all for listening. I am so excited to share this episode in upcoming episodes. And I will see you here on the podcast, Tech Champagne, next week. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.